Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Come with me on a journey into the mind, into the misunderstood and mysterious world of neurodiversity. Into a place of daring discovery and desperate darkness, but also, you know, fun. Come with me if you dare. Into the universe. My dearest companions on our journey into the neuroverse, welcome back to our trip into the mind where I, Colin Holt, take you on a little journey into my own neurodiversity and possibly yours with ideas, musings and tips on how to navigate this oh-so-dreary neurotypical world. It's not dreary, it's full of wonder. Come on. Come on, Colin. That's called a blurt, by the way, if you've read The Artist's Way and you must... If you are doing your writing, your thinking or talking and you say something negative, you go, blurt, because it is a blurt. It's a blurt. And that's fine to do a blurt. But, you know, the problem is sometimes the blurt becomes the thing itself. And then you're like, now I'm just blurting. So don't blurt. Believe it or not, this was meant to be a succinct introduction. But fuck it. You know what I'm like. I go all over the shop. I've got ADHD. Thank you. That was very brave. I did a gig last night. That's why I'm all giggly and silly. And why I'm talking posh. I've got to work out this posh, not posh thing. It's very weird. But is it good? Maybe it's a good thing. I'm on stage. Look, I've gone Nottingham now. I jump between Nottingham and this weird sort of posh creature that I've invented. I did it in a sentence then. Right, don't go away. We're a minute in. Fuck, I can feel you literally switching off. These are my often very unresearched thoughts and discoveries that will take what i'd say to you is take anything that helps and just discard the rest do you know what i mean much like life don't take any of this as gospel i'm not qualified i don't know what i'm talking about i've got adhd i think i'm autistic deal with it (laughs) got aggressive out of nowhere didn't it sometimes i just chat to you like i'm doing now sometimes i have an interview with someone i can help uh, or i think can help me i don't help them god although you know occasionally i think are you all right mate Um, that's called sort your brain out, mate. I do that every now and again. There's meant to be a plan. The whole point of this was meant to be a plan. I'm two minutes in and it's all fallen apart. What happened was I got set up. I'm right, here we go. Come on, we're back. We've got to keep this podcast going. I was going to quit. More on that later. Um, and then I, my wife's at the gym. Fuck. Uh, she's at the gym. That's her one break away from from my sort of constant, you know. Uh, and so I like to give her the gym time. But I thought I'll get this done while she's at the gym. Then I make the mistake of looking. I've got her on Find My Phone, so I can find her at all times. Not really. I don't. <laughs> but um, uh, I don't. Even, I don't think she's ever bothered whether I am. But I like to um, check. Say she's coming back at night. You know check she's okay um but i i basically i'm just trying to say i don't want have to know where my wife is at all times i'm not one of those men before you think i am 
Uh, but I thought I'd just check. Where is she? She's on the bus. I can see the bus moving. Fuck. On the map. On the G map. Find my find my wife. <laughs> no, you can't have an app called... I was going to say that's a good idea, an app called Find My Wife, but that's literally, yeah, not good. That's Whoever gets that is a bad man. Um, but Find My Wife, I screamed to the phone. Find My Wife! And um, yes, I could see. I could. I can't see the bus. Obviously, I mean that would be really. We're not far off that. We're not far off that. Mr. Elon Musk, if you would, uh, I want to find the bus on the map. But I could see her moving along. So I'm like, she's on the bus. She's on the way back. And I'd very. You know what? What I said to myself was, with this pod, because I'm sure it must be very annoying. And I really want to grow it. If you think back to episode one, the whole point was to try and make me an income. So I didn't have, you know, so I could relax a bit, so I could do more sort of writing and be a sort of bohemian artist. I'm like, yeah, the pod will pay for everything, um, you know, rather than waiting for someone to give me a job uh, like an actor, you know, not like an actor. I am an actor, but I mean, some, someone gives, someone says, do you want to act? And I go, all right, <laughs> if I must, if I can, I'm not sure I can. I think I can. Uh, don't say that. Just go, yeah, I can do it. Do you know what, though? On a side note, and we'll do a, a, I'll try and make a note of this, a ho the whole thing about acting, so much of it is just going, yeah, I can do it. Yep, I can do that. And very rarely do you think about if you really can, or even if you really want to, partly because you're skint at all times. But there is something in life, isn't there? A lot of that, that, that self-help stuff you get is all about, you know, learn to say no. <laughs> learn... <laughs> I'm not sure who this guy is. Learn to, I'm really having fun now, guy. The way, by the way, guys, I hope you are. Learn to say no. Do you know what I mean? Make uh, one of Tim Tim Ferriss, who's very good. I you know I don't. A lot of the self helpy guys, you've got to be careful because they get all red pill and and you know they they think they're in Fight Club or some shit. But um, Tim Ferriss, I, I the stuff I've seen so far, I'm waiting for it to to go wrong, but it's quite helpful. Um, but one thing he says is, you know, make. Um, oh, I don't understand that, or no, I can't do that, part of your vocabulary, you know? So you sort of just, no, I don't actually know what you mean, rather than constantly going, yeah, yeah, I know, I know. But the thing is, being an actor, a lot of it, it's very hard to have that confidence. That's why so many of them are, are just so fucking posh. I mean, not just because they they can afford to do it, eh, but also because they've got the self-confidence to sort of be like, uh, yeah, go on then, tell me what the job is, maybe I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to become more like one of those people. And I was trying to do that with the podcast. Okay, that was that was the intention. The best laid plans of Mies and Mon fall to shit very easily. And so I find myself um, looking at the phone. Bad, bad error, because I can see on Find My Wife. Find My Wife! And she's, she's there, she's coming. Do you know what I mean? It's like, what's that scene? It's like, a, a, what scene am I thinking of where someone's come marching down the corridors? Nurse Ratchet, my wife's lovely. She's so lovely. I love her so much. But, you know, I know when she gets in, she's going to, we've got a lot to do. A lot of house stuff and all that. Oh, man. I've talked myself into a right bind, haven't I? Anyway, I literally was about to hit record then. I've looked at it. I haven't looked at it properly. I've written a load of stuff, which I think is good, if a little controversial... You, you might, there might be some complaints. There probably won't. No one's listening. But um, the second, literally the mouse was hovering over the record button. Phone rings. Waitrose shop's coming now. Fuck. 
He hasn't come yet, but he could be, I mean, he could be outside right now. He could be listening to this. Afraid to knock. Bless him. Oh, God. He's afraid to knock. He's outside. Little chap. Lovely little fella. I don't know. It could be, it could be one of the bad ones. They're generally all right. You know, they like to talk, some of them. Which is all right, you know, but there, there's, hmm. I, I don't know. I mean, saying that, quite a lot of them, we're talking about, we've gone on to, how has this happened? I'm talking about Waitrose delivery men. I've got a whole structure, guys. Why do you do this to me? So some of them, you know, some of them do the chat thing, which as a neurodiverse person, thank you, very brave. I do the chat thing, stresses me out. I like to, you know, I very quickly start talking about Mother and the Ghost House. If you've listened, you know what I'm talking about. And I, I make quite a lot of people, like, if you're neurodiverse, do you, and you probably are if you're listening to this, or at least think you might be, do you find yourself struggling with chat, you know, chat, chat? And you're quite quickly, you're like, um, onto the, you know, you're onto the hardcore, heavy, emotional, philosophical kind of thing. And it's wonderful. When you, when you get a like mind and you're both doing it, oh, wonderful. And the whole day could just pass. You become like Socrates, or whatever his name is. Well, yes, it's Socrates, Colin. Aristotle. I can't remember. I feel like one of them was good and one of them was bad. But that was based on a Batman comic I read getting on for 30 years ago. So I don't know how true that is. I don't know how true anything is. That's the other thing. Right, if you're still with us, well done you. We're getting on to it. So we've gone on this map, this journey. I was probably starting something else there and I forgot, didn't I? No, we're all right. We've gone on this journey. I hope you've enjoyed it so far. We've gone through the mines of misinformation where, um, where you know, we talk about how being neurodiverse, you can be even more vulnerable to that kind of awful misinformation, you know, lies, fake news and so on. We've faced the many-headed hydra of indecision where you're like fuck what do i do next i'm really having that today i've got a big to-do list and it is an ugly thing to look at it is not pretty my friends so it's been a while i did three sort your brain outs in a row did you enjoy those i hope we did we talked to joe wells uh, autistic comedian jono from sheeps to give him his full name thinks he's autistic i think he said that in the thing um yeah we had a good chat about that big comic book fan and uh, Izzy Sutty, my oldest friend. Well, not my oldest friend by a long stretch, but I feel like she's my oldest friend. Also, we grew up very close together, so I feel like we, we, we've always psychically been connected, if, if you believe in that sort of thing, and I don't. But she, um, yeah, I found that day, so I recorded three in a row. I'm just going to be overly honest with this. I recorded three in a row, and I found it, I was in a really good place. I think I was talking to Jono about this. I had this weird thing where... Um, uh, from an Incredible Hulk comic, where this character called Joe sort of takes over his mind while he's Bruce Banner. I'm losing a lot of you, I get that. But I sort of, that sort of happened to me, and I had this character who just didn't give a shit. Just everything, you know, not that he didn't give a shit in a, like, I don't give a fuck, man, way, but just, like, anything came into his brain. He was like, yeah, all right, whatever. You know, I could just deal with it. Water off a duck's back, shall we say. And then the day of that, oh, God, there was a death of someone I knew um and there was and then it was the day before my brother's anniversary of his death and i was fine and then suddenly i came in to do those those three interviews and i felt completely joe in my brain had gone this this wonderful sort of um 
coping mechanism, I guess, which I developed, which was really making life very lovely. I was feeling very easy, at ease, suddenly very stressed out. I was worried with Joe that I get it wrong because he's, you know, because I think I'm autistic, but I'm still trying to find out. Joe um, is is autistic and talks about it a lot and is part of the community and all that stuff and knows that what he's talking about, which clearly I do not. And then uh, Jono, um, that was that was fun. And, and is, it was all fun. I think I just felt, you know, you can just, you're on a train a lot of the time, aren't you, in your mind? You go, and sometimes the tracks just change. And you're like, whoa, where are we going? <laughs> where are we going? This isn't, no, this isn't the train I thought I was on. I guess it's just called conversation and discussion. Anyway, long story short, I ended up talking to my therapist about it. I said, I did, I think I'm going to stop the podcast. He likes to push the podcast. I don't know if he listens to the podcast. I'm slightly nervous that he does. But anyway, but he said, um, it's, he said, well, I said, you know, I really, I don't think I'm good at it. I can't do those interviews. I can't do them. And I'm not saying this for you to all come and go, no, Colin, you're wonderful. You're wonderful. I mean, if you want to, that's fine. But that's not why I'm doing it. And I'm sorry to all the people who I haven't given a shout out. Patreon, thank you, all the Patreon subscribers. And people have sent me various things. Absolutely bonkers stuff they've sent me. And I love it. Someone sent me a photo of their drawers, not their not in a sort of old-fashioned, old-timey bloom-away uh, pants, you know, but it has in the drawers where they'd all tidied them up. Very, mm, thank you. Yes, too much information for me to reply to, but it was it was lovely to get. Thank you for that. But I said to my therapist all this stuff, and I said, I don't think I can do it. I think it's over. It's over. What a fool. Why did I think I could do such a thing? And he said very simply, you know, sometimes... People just cut through the shit. That's why you want therapists, really. They just cut through the shit. And if if you can get therapy, fucking get it, man. I mean, it's 40 quid a time, and that's not expensive. That's quite good compared to some. But then I think, well, I mean, I've stopped drinking, so that helps. So, like, well, that's a night out, isn't it? That's one night out a week. And that therapist can solve your week, mate. Anyway, I... And, I, and he just said, well, um, are you an interviewer? And I said, no. Am I? No. No, I'm not. And he said, well, have you interviewed a lot of people before? And I said, no, never. And he said, well, there you go. I said, oh, yes. Oh, yes. Okay. Then we get into the whole, like, maybe I could have prepared, thought about it, actually put some time into it. <sighs> it's all good. Joe's building my shed. That's getting done. Everything is wonderful. I bought a tiny little wolfman from a shop it's Lon Chaney Jr Wolfman tiny little guy I've got next to me right now and he's really bringing me up so yes um so I've this week we are entering the planes of paralysis which is where it all just gets too much and you go I can't do any of this why have I set myself up to do this I can't do any of this and often the planes of paralysis you're lured in there by a massive cake. A massive, delicious-looking cake, right? Think of the cake that you love the most. A carrot cake for me, probably. Maybe a coffee cake, because you, you, you get cake and coffee. It's brilliant. It's two for the price of one. And then you get a coffee. <laughs> I'm trying to cut down on the coffee. That's not helping. Anyway, you see this cake and you think, I can eat, I can eat all that cake. I can eat it all. But I've got... The thing is, if I eat it all, I have to keep eating it. So the first cake's all right. I haven't worked out this metaphor. You're, I'm sure you're aware of that. First cake's all right. Mmm, yummy cake. 
that's exciting. I'll have more of those, i.e. I'll set up a podcast. But then you don't just go, I'll have a little bit of cake and then I'll relax and I'll, I'll enjoy that cake. You go, I'll, I'll eat the whole, I'll eat all the cakes. I, I'll set up this podcast every week. And then, I mean, now, obviously, I'm in a, I'm in a sort of slight mourning, M-O-U-R-I-N, blah, 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 phase where I'm after the, after having done 12 of these or whatever it is, 13, I'm now like kind of in a slight state of, Oh, what, what was I doing? What was I doing? Um, because I ate all the cakes. I tried to eat all the cakes. I said, I'll, I'll, I'll do this podcast and I'll also do that one. Then there's that one. Then we'll do that one. I'll eat all the cakes. <laughs> my dad used to eat all the cakes. He used to love uh, this bit of my stand up that I talk about. He used to love having a whole Christmas cake uh, at Christmas, but sometimes not even at Christmas, you know, and he'd just eat the whole thing. He'd sort of take out his front dentures. <laughs> And then his bottom jaw would just sort of uh, unlatch like a, a, a boa constrictor, an anaconda. Just the whole thing would just go in at once. It's better if you can see that bit of stand-up. Come see me do stand-up. So, yes, I set up all the cakes. And then the problem is you eat all the cakes and then you feel very sick. And you realise you can't eat any more cakes. And then you, And then the planes of paralysis have drawn you in. They've suckered you again. I'm suckered again. Now you're frozen. You can't move because you've eaten too many cakes. You're heavy as a, a rhinoceros. I, I went to Marwell Zoo the other day on a side note. Uh, rhinoceri, if you get a chance, just spend a good half hour looking at them. Wonderful creatures. So beautiful. And they're a creature which you I think is sort of considered ugly. As in, you wouldn't want someone to say you look like a rhinoceros, would you? I suppose, in this in this culture that we live in. But, in a way, maybe you do want to look like rhinoceroses. Fuck, they're so beautiful. The way they move, the shape of their body. Oh, they're just a... I sound like I'm getting a bit horny for the rhinoceros. That, that, and then I made a horrible pun, didn't I? In fact, one of the rhinoceri, his horn was facing the wrong way. So it was more like a sort of... Um, what was it like? More like a fishing rod, if anything. I don't know why they have the horns at all. I guess it's for battle. But beautiful creatures. On that note as well, if you get chance, if you're really getting stressed out like this, like you've eaten too many cakes, you've given yourself... When I talk about cakes, I'm not talking about cakes, but sometimes it can literally be cakes. You've given... you've The idea of the thing is so exciting. It's twinged your ADHD so much. You're like, up here, I'm going to do all these things... It's going to be wonderful! You know, and everyone's going to scream my name uh, in a good way. Not like, Colin! <laughs> oh, God, we're back in the ghost house. Abort. But the... the um, What was I talking about? Oh, yes, so so you've eaten all... The, you've had all these ideas. I can do it all. I can eat all those cakes. And then you've done it, and you've made yourself ill and sick. So you stop, and you're you're stuck in paralysis. How do we get out of the planes of paralysis? That's the question. We got in there because we had too many ideas. And then also, God, there's so many things I want to talk about. The problem is they all kind of sucker into one. So I'm going to break it down. I've tried to break it down. Rejection is a big thing. That can cause a lot of paralysis. You know, you go, I've got this great... So what really caused my paralysis? Now, talk about this properly in another issue. Issue? Yes, fucking issue. What really got me was the um, the automated Skynet of ACAST messaged me and said, 
oh, sorry, you've been denied Marketplace Plus. And it said this is an automatic thing because I haven't got enough downloads for this podcast. Weirdly, though, I think I'm set up so I can get the money. I don't quite understand it at the minute. Hopefully, Andrew, my lovely producer, will sort that out. And don't worry, we'll get there. We'll get there. But, well, we say that, but there was a moment where I was like, oh, fuck it, I'm just going to stop the whole thing then. I'm just going to stop the whole thing. I've had it. Why am I doing this? And it's an automated message. It's not even a human. But it felt like rejection. Rejection sensitivity disorder. Everyone, apparently... <laughs> I watched a thing the other day um, where apparently 100% of people who are ADHD have it. <laughs> Which reminded me of when I did my Anna Man show all about depression and I had a line that was like, um, over 100% of people at some point will be depressed. Um, that's one person out of every person in this room. <laughs> oh, God, I'm laughing at my old jokes. But um, it, it, not even a joke, because it's just a, most of my jokes aren't jokes. They're just a weird way of saying something. So um, I think the waitress man is here. It's almost the perfect time for a break. So we got into the into the um, into the paralysis. And partly it was because I had a windmill week. Round and round, so many different things happening. You know, I have a lot of strings to my bow and I don't like it. I've got to be honest, you know, my agent and such. It's brilliant. You do acting, you do comedy, you do writing, you do podcasts. It's great. And it is great because there's, I guess, potentially keeps me busy. And there's a lot, there's a lot more options. There's a lot more opportunities because any one of those things, you know, at any point could be doing well. But the problem is I, what I don't think I want that. I think what I really want and my wife denies this. She says, if you if you stop doing stuff, you just get wound up and you want to do stuff again. For example, if I don't do gigs, I get very wound up. I'm in a great mood right now because I did a gig last night. But I do, f there is this thing where I'm like, oh, if I was just like one of the poshies and I just believed in one thing I could do and I just put all my energy into that and made that really good, you know? But it, the fear, the fear that it, I'll drop the ball on something else or the fear that that won't work. So I need to also have all these eggs in this other man's basket. What? You, you get the idea. So anyway, it was a windmill week. I I went up to Nottingham. Oh God, the waitress man is here. We'll be back. <laughs> For your small business, if you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG.
Welcome back to Into the Neuroverse. That was a break enforced by Waitrose, if not sponsored by them. Not sure anyone's sponsoring me. I don't know if you heard, but I was rejected by Marketplace Plus. I don't understand it. I guess that's... It's one thing being rejected. It's another thing being rejected by an automaton. And it's a third thing being rejected by a thing you didn't know existed in the first place. And you didn't know... You didn't know you had to not be rejected by it. Is that worse? I think so. It was very painful. But anyway, it left me in the plains of paralysis. Because, oh yes, I was having this windmill week. A windmill week. It reminds me, do you remember Wild Boys? Wild Boys, Wild Boys. Never lose it. Always loved that when I was a kid. Very cool, because the video had a kind of Mad Max feel. And Simon Le Bon... It's a Duran Duran song. Simon Le Bon was dressed like Mad Max. Very cool. And he was tied to this windmill. Do you remember this? Some of the older listeners are going, ah, oh, a little ripple of recognition. He was tied to a windmill. It sounds weird, doesn't it? But it, it was in this sort of futuristic world of danger and, and Mad max -iness. And he was tied to a windmill. I don't know why he was tied to a windmill. A watermill, actually. Let's be honest. Come on. And he's going round on this watermill like, like torture. And there's a thing in the water and you never really, you only see it for a second and it looks like a sort of, a sort of like skinless, toothed baby creature. Terrifying. Absolute terror. It nearly gets him, but it doesn't. Thank God or we wouldn't have, have, Simon, have all, all the other songs that Simon Le Bon did after that. I think that might have been his last great one. But anyway, that's by the by. But yes, the Windmill Week, that's what I felt like. I felt like I was Simon Le Bon, but, you know, not as good looking. He looked a lot like Elvis, didn't he? He really did. It just occurred to me there. Uh, Colin, we love this podcast. We love hearing your thoughts on neurodiversity. Research, but you don't have to tell us everything you literally think. All right. No, guys, calm down. So I felt like I was tied to this whirlwind of a windmill. And it was all good stuff. I had to go up to Nottingham. I had to go on a train. Trains are stressful, aren't they, if you're one of us? Uh, <laughs> uh, oh no, I got driven up actually because the trains were all on strike but I got driven up, that was also weirdly stressful uh, and it was weirdly stressful getting in and, and seeing people and uh, all everything, all everything is stressful it's stressful, it's unknown we don't know what's going to happen, it's nice it was the BBC New Comedy Awards um, I came away with a very nice notebook and I was judging which was an honour um, but for some reason, I felt very like, you know, the old annoying voices came in and I was very like, well, I don't know if I'm good enough to judge. I don't know if people know who I am and all this stuff. And you think, shut the fuck up, you idiot. It was also like I only had to say one thing, which was just Gus Khan, who was hosting, would say, what are you looking for in the axe? And I just had to say a thing, you know. Oh, my God, that was two hours of panic trying to work out what the hell I was going to say. And in the end, I just, as you can imagine, waffled some shit like I am now. And it was fine. Got a, a sort of giggle. It was all right. But anyway, you know, buffeted around from here to there, stayed in a hotel, which sounds great, but it's, you know, unfamiliar, blah, blah, blah. Um, you're battling not going on Twitter for hours if you're, if you're a social media addict, as I am. A social media addict, don't even like it. As with Marketplace Plus, don't even really know it exists until I get on it. And I'm like, ah, oh, no. Um, so then I had a, a, a read-through for a very exciting thing I'm in as an actor, which I can't talk about, but there were great actors in it. And that was... 
you know, just, oh, terrifying, because I'm buffeted around from... And I know it sounds great, doesn't it, doing all this stuff. I was on a train on the way back, and a whole thing happened. That's another episode. I'm putting a pin in there. There's a whole other episode in there. So what we need to... So anyway, and then the podcast, and the Marketplace Plus. So all this stuff just kind of blah, 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 built up. Uh, and I got very, you know, self-doubting and blah, blah, blah. And ended up in the plains of paralysis. Because I tried to do so many things. I'd eaten many cakes. By the way, I hasten to add, if you're in any way involved in the industry, do not use this as an excuse to not book me. Uh, I want the work, you know. I'm just waffling. But a thing that got me, what I want to talk about this week, right, to get out the planes of paralysis, something that you need is, uh, I hate hate to say the phrase, a kick up the arse, because that sounds very much like the kind of voices we don't, are very unhelpful. Not a kick up the arse, that's an awful idea. And what an awful idea that people say, you need a kick up the arse. Do you mean you need violence on your arse? <laughs> in order to do a thing. But, you know, you need a a spark, a catalyst, if you will, a thing to get you out, to remind you of your hero's journey that you're on, of this journey of self-discovery and and, and realisation, you know. And one thing which, you know, could be a thing that sets you back and gets you in paralysis, the equivalent for other people of Facebook Marketplace, is this whole thing that's happening at the minute which is people saying ADHD isn't real, autism isn't real, or, you know, it is real, but loads of people are just getting it because it's fashionable, because we want it, you know? And loads of people have been on Instagram and so on and very well uh, explain this very well, as I literally didn't with that sentence. But um, you can get something can make you angry or make you go, fuck you, and that can help get you out of the paralysis thing. So... A big thing that that happened in the sort of... And I, I don't see... I, I, I want to be part of the neurodiverse community, but I, I also find all social media, as I've said, intensely stressful and makes me very ill if I'm not careful. So it's hard for me to sort of really get into that. You know, just doing this is enough. But a thing that happened recently... So Philippa Perry, you might have seen this. She is... Uh, um, she did an interview i think with telegraph in all honesty i haven't done enough research on this so i'm talking about it quite generally right but i wrote a load of stuff about it um the second half of this podcast if you haven't heard before is always me kind of it's my written thoughts it's my journal so it's a little bit more you know put together um and I thought I want to write about this. If I'm going to engage in this community, I need to talk about this. My instinct is like, oh, no, no, it's scary. You don't want to... You know, I never like to criticise people. I certainly don't want to, like, have a go about people or anything. Um, so, but it, it, she talked about this in The Telegraph, about how people are just using it as a fashionable thing. And before that, it was bipolar. Now it's ADHD, you know. Ah, oh, and it's it's incredibly upsetting. As someone put it very simply, you know, if you're someone who is going through life and struggling massively with life for all your life. And then there is a thing that you find that sort of explains it to you and you understand what you have. I have this thing. There's not something wrong with me. I mean, there's something different about me, but I'm not a person who's just failing, failing, failing at everything I do. You know, there's reasons for it. Uh, So maybe I can navigate the world in a different way where I can shape my world differently and imagine people having that 
realization and feeling great and feeling empowered and feeling you can get out there and do things. And then someone who is a psychotherapist to turn around and go, no, you're not. <laughs> uh-uh. No, sorry, you can't have that. No. No. <laughs> oh, but I feel... I feel like my life makes sense. I feel like I understand so much of my life and the pain I've been through and, and I can sort of understand it and I'm having like really positive effects because I'm putting things in place that are making things better. I'm sort of seeing what's happening. I'm noting it and I'm realising where that actually isn't the thing I feared or whatever. It's it's actually this. No, no, you can't have it. Sorry, I'm not letting you have that. You're just, no, you're just saying it. You're just making it up. They're not. That person is, but you are. You're making it up. Imagine to just think like that, to want to be a person who does that is quite shocking. It's quite upsetting, isn't it? Now, as I said, I don't want to be one of those people that just lays into people. And I was quite upset by this because I, you know, I, so she wrote a book, right? So as I say, the thing is, she is a psychotherapist. I'm not, as I say, I have no qualification on any of this other than experiencing it. But, um, that I don't think being a psychotherapist is just like I mean my therapist is great right but I've I've met other therapists I've been with other therapists who were to use an awful word bonkers and just coming out with all sorts of crazy stuff like stuff just not even related to this but just stuff where you're like why did you say that the first therapist I I met was like trauma it was like <laughs> it was horrendous that was years ago and put me off it for a long time you know and then I've heard other you know, uh, someone was telling me about a therapist they had who was ringing them up in the night because they'd had revelations about them. Do you know what I mean? So what I, I, also I know people who have become therapists who are therapists where I'm like, yeah, I don't think you should ever be a therapist. And I, that's awful of me to say because, you know, if you're trained and stuff, it's totally anyone should be able to be a therapist. But do you know what I mean? I'm just saying it doesn't necessarily mean, boom, their opinion is the right one. And I guess you could just, like with this, take what you want, leave the rest. You don't have to take one thing, you know. I don't, I'm not saying she should be cancelled or anything. I think things are very grey. It's not black and white. I don't want to be like, you said a wrong thing. You said a thing I don't agree with. You must never speak again. I'm not in any way thinking like that. It just, you know, it, it, it makes you upset and angry. Um, and it, it, she, she, she wrote a book, which I've got, and I haven't finished, which is called something like How to Teach Your Children All the Things What Every Parent Should Read. It's something like that, right? Hello, uh, this is Colin. I know you're already listening to Colin, but Colin's come jumping in on Colin. I'm interrupting myself right now, okay? Now, why are you doing this, Colin? So I am about to say a lot more on this podcast about the whole Philippa Perry thing, right? Now... I've decided I'm going to keep it in because I, I want to sort of show how I was actually feeling and express that. Um, but I did, I thought I should, you know, at least go on Twitter and look her up a bit more and find out what she actually said. First off, her book is actually called The Book You Wish Your Parents Had Read, which is a great title <laughs> and not at all what I'm about to talk about, which is where I think it's called, this is the book you should read or you're failing, okay? Secondly, she has come on and apologised. She said she's not having a go at uh, ADHD or she ADHD does exist, 
but she doesn't like the idea of identifying, self-labeling, self-diagnosis and identifying. Um, I still think it was cack-handed and silly. And I think a lot of what I say next is still true. And my instinct is to panic and go, oh, no, I said a nasty thing about someone. I don't want to. Uh, I want to get rid of it. Oh, God, no, no, no. But I thought, fuck it, I'm going to keep it in. <laughs> See what you think. I have huge respect for the Perez. Uh, but yeah, I still think it was pretty fucking annoying and not great um, what happened. But anyway, do you come to your own conclusions? Bye. Fuck. Uh, and you wish your parents had read. God, it's probably on my shelf. I can't even see it. God, come on, Colin. A little bit of preparation isn't the end of the world. By the way, I know some of you are desperate to find out what happened with the Waitrose man. Ugh, was he a goodie? Was he a baddie? He was a goodie. He was a nice guy just the right level of discussion got the feeling he wanted to talk about a little bit more you know take it a bit further get deep but you know i wasn't in that place i was just like come on give me the stuff and go do you know what i mean um before i during the break i came up with a wonderful irish song about waitrose sort of like we're waiting for waitrose waitrose has come again they delivered their goods and now they are gone you know that that kind of it was better than that it was better than that i i didn't need you didn't need any of this i was actually what i was saying was getting somewhere wasn't it and then i but anyway it's all fine also my wife's back she's fine she's doing some digging in the garden while i finish this okay so in case you were really like colin we need to know about the waitrose man so um i did get that book and i didn't finish and i'll be honest and again i'm not trying to be character assassinating partly i didn't finish because it was very boring i found it quite boring and I found it quite like the opposite of what I'm trying to do with this, which is I'm trying to do a sort of journey which may or may not be right or, you know, but it's hopefully interesting and helpful. But it's not like facts. These are the things you need to do. If you want to be a good parent, you need to do this. Do you know what I mean? It's a massive bestseller. It's a huge bestseller. Of course, I'm well done. Well done for that, Philippa. But, you know, is 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 it the title that makes it a bestseller in a way? I mean, it worked on me. It really did. It's highly manipulative when you think about it, isn't it? A title is like what every parent should know or what every parent needs to know. It's like it's the should instead of the could rather than sort of going, this might help. <laughs> it's like, going, if you don't know this, it feels like it's saying, you know, if you don't do this, if you don't buy this book, you are an instant failure, you know, because you are a parent. This book's called What Every Parent Needs to Know. If you don't buy it and read it, shame on you. That's what it's doing on some subconscious level, manipulatively. And it's very good. It's a very tried and tested technique. You know, think yourself thin. If you want to be thin, you better learn this. That kind of thing. I don't know if there's a book called If You Want to Be Thin, You Better Learn This, but there should be. Um, and it, it, there's a level of self-assurance, dare I say, arrogance to do that. As Anna would say, fuck off, I love it, you know. I wish I had that. I really do. I wish I... You can see I'm, here I'm turning a page now. I, I want it. I want that ability. If you listen to this podcast 
you know, and I've probably already said it in the last 20 minutes, you know that I don't have any of that self-assurance. You know, I set this podcast up to try and express my feelings and journey on discovery, connecting with neurodiversity, but I'd never have the audacity to say, if you're neurodiverse, you need to listen to this. What every neurodiverse person has to know or else. Do you know, there is a kind of implied threat, isn't it, in those sort of titles? It's almost like aggressive in that, I think. You know, with this, I even once, because I thought to try and get more people listening, I should change the title. So I call it stupid things like the minds of misinformation and all that. I don't, I, I don't know if anyone noticed, but I changed it at one point to like uh, um, how to navigate, what you need to know to navigate um, social media, something like that. What you need to navigate to 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 get around fake news and misinformation. Um you know, kind of titles telling you this is what you need to have. And it really works, obviously, with social media. You know, you click on something, it goes, if you've got ADHD, you need to know these things. You go, okay, right, okay, I need to know these things. And it, it works, obviously. That's how all the populism works and everything. Um, and But do you know what? I changed them back because <laughs> I'm so not red pill. I'm so blue pill. <laughs> I changed them back. Because aesthetically, I like the titles of Minds of Misinformation. I suppose in a way it's my art, isn't it, doing this bullshit? It's my, I'm expressing something, I'm expressing a truth, I hope. And even the idea of making the title, I'm sure all those sort of, all, all my friends, producer Andrew, if you're listening, I hope so, uh, and Daniel, who does the music, you're probably thinking, no, do the other thing, because that, that will get more hits and then we'll get some hard cash, you know. But I want to present this journey. I want you to come with it, come on it with me and and take what you will and, and hopefully have fun. You know, I, d I don't want to be like, this is what you need to know. And if you don't know, you've failed. So buy it. It does work though, doesn't it? It does work. I did say I was in this, you know, partly to buy an extension and we're a long way off to buy the new kitchen, really. In all honesty, we can, we, we, we haven't made enough to get a new kettle. Fuck. The other thing that, that bothers me about this, the whole like telling everyone they're not ADHD and you can't have that, is, and I don't want to, you know, define someone by who they're married to, but, but she's married to Grayson Perry, the artist, you know, and she's quite kooky. All her photos, she's all kooky and behemian. We're all very kooky and fun, you know. And, and Grayson Perry obviously likes to dress in these, um, in, in sort of, as I have done in the past, in sort of ladies' dresses and, and cool makeup and, and, do you know what I mean? It's something a bit fun and David Bowie about bohemian and doing all this stuff. Do you know what I mean? Uh, uh, and from the looks of it, you know, she's also very funky. They live this sort of eccentric life and they give off the idea that they're living this very happy, but very sort of being themselves, expressing themselves. You know, they've they've turned uh, their originality into something amazing and, and profitable. And that's brilliant. You know, I love it. But when I read that, I felt there was an element of pulling the ladder up. And I probably need to watch what I say here, don't I? Because I'm not saying being autistic or ADHD or, or, or the other, you know, dyspraxic, dyslexic, and, and there are millions of others, which one day I must fucking research. By the way, on that, there is... You know, I talked about the face blindness, and I think I have an opposite one, which is I think I know people and I don't. And they're like, I'm like, no, I met you, I know. And um, they're like, no, we've never met... 
that is a thing. It's called super recognizer. <laughs> or you are a super recognizer. But it's like the opposite of face blindness. It's a real thing. So that was nice to discover that. Anyway, she'll probably tell me I'm making it up. <laughs> You're making it up. <laughs> um, anyway, but when I read that, it did feel, yes, like the ladder was pulled up a bit almost like a sort of elitist element. And I know I don't like to use the word elitist because, you know, Trump and so on try to create this idea of the elites. That's all bullshit. But what I mean is just this sort of like, no, we're weird. We get to we get to like express and be our true selves. But you don't. We don't want everyone to do that. Because, you know, if everyone does that, um, if everyone embraces that and becomes their true, weird, interesting self, you know, then we're not special. God, is that what's happening? This Reading this back, it feels a bit like character assassination. But it does feel a bit like that. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of like you want to understand yourself and, and deal with your mental health, you know. We want you to do that. I'm a psychotherapist. That's what I want. I want... I'm not. Cheers. I want you to, you know, become become better, I suppose. I want you to understand yourself and all that stuff. But not like that. I don't want you to do it like that. And I suppose they're saying, you know, people. What I mean, what 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 she was saying was that people are um, taking one aspect, like being late or being messy, and thinking they've got ADHD. And I don't. This isn't the experience I've had. Now I live in Brighton. It's like neurodiversity city, you know. But the experience I tend to have is people to if I talk about ADHD which as I've said is one of the symptoms of ADHD you tell everyone you meet you've got ADHD um people tend to be like uh no you're all right <laughs> or they say oh no I do that all the time I don't feel like people are going around going I've got that I must have ADHD I'm sure people are I'm sure some people are but so what even if they're doing that they're on a journey I mean like full disclosure she says on it that it used to be uh bipolar but now it's adhd which you know i i've got to be honest there was a point where i thought i was bipolar and then i sort of um thought about it and think well actually elements of that don't work because i you know i get very high and i get very low and then you know the adhd someone expressed it to me i watch lots i research lots eventually i got diagnosed but that was you sort of so i i i <laughs> The bipolar was a stepping stone to that. You know what I mean? And I don't take medication. I still haven't done medication. And I really don't want to because, although I am thinking I should sometimes when I get these horrible windmill weeks, but there's an element of me which I do yoga, I do my exercise, and I have my, my performance. I have this. And that does seem to kind of balance things generally, you know. And I'd rather not have loads of amphetamines. You know, I've, I've got off alcohol. I've got off cigarettes. I don't really want new drugs coming into my system. Coffee is enough, you know, and that's... I want to get off that. So, yeah, it, it, it did throw me just that element... Yeah, but anyway, what I was going to say was, so if, if you are thinking bipolar and then you look at it and think about it and blah, 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 and then you go, oh, no, actually, I'm... I'm ADHD. So what? That journey happened. Great. Great. You know, for me, it started when I did my first Anna show with depression. I discovered I had depression after my uh, first child was born. And I sort of 
not because she was born, but I, I, I suddenly had all this sadness. I was like, why have I still got this? You know, I'd always had these down moments, but somehow I'd never connected it to depression, never realised. Never. I grew up, bizarrely, as I've said, my mum was actually a mental health nurse <laughs> at one point in her life. But weirdly, we never grew up with the idea of dep depression didn't exist as a concept, or it existed as, oh, he's got depression. Oh, that person's depressed. But it wasn't a real an actual thing do you know what i mean it was an actual condition a thing you could do anything about or or engage with i think that's the thing people are just engaging with it so many you know my my daughter says to me dad you think everyone's autistic now and i i, I do have these you know i probably do think it too much but i there's so many people who do i think oh just having this wonderful revelation it's like such a eye-opening thing and you don't know how awful and hard a lot of these people you know myself included i mean our lives have been brilliant for many reasons i'm not you know people have much worse lives uh i did a i did a show the other day and there was a bit of adhd in it and there's a lot about adhd and this guy came up to me afterwards uh from south africa and he was saying uh um, he was saying, yeah, it's great, you know, but uh, he, he liked the show, you know, but he's like, yeah, things are ADHD, we don't really think about that where I'm, the part where I'm from, because uh, basically we just think about hunger and food and stuff and, and poverty. I was like, yeah, fair enough. You know, so there is, I can understand that element where you, you know, um, but it's still really important, man. It's like the idea of, the idea of the pain you can go through in life so easy man to just go through this 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 pain and not realize oh there's reasons difficulty just dealing with life you know maybe in 10 years someone will go, oh actually that diagnosis is wrong you weren't you didn't have adhd <sighs> i mean or you know the part of this journey is to discover if I am autistic. Someone going, no, actually, I don't think you are. I mean, that's the other weird thing is, you know, two therapists can say a completely different thing or two um, psychiatrists, you know, who actually decide it, who, who give the diagnosis can be completely different. There's loads of things in my kids' school of parents who have, you know, had one thing from one person, one thing from another, you know. Um, and I can understand the fear of over-medicating people. And I can understand... I guess there's a fear of like reducing people who are suffering or very clearly have autism or ADHD and are battling it. And there's a potential that I guess it's, I don't know, is there a fear that it's belittling it? I, I don't think it is. I mean, I think it's, ah, oh, it was a very ugly thing to see. And it was in the Telegraph, won't lie, didn't read the whole thing because I don't like to read the Telegraph. I... In all honesty, and I don't like when people do this because I think you should always at least know what you're talking about to some degree or at least read the thing. But I didn't read the whole article. I just read that bit which another ADHD person had put on uh, put on social media and discussed. Um, it does make me think a little bit of like with, with the trans debate or an element of it, you know, where there are a lot of people who are vocally anti-trans or at least they're anti-people identifying and there is that slight in the element where they're like oh no it was all right when you know there was only a few of them but not too many some of you loads of you are just making it up you're just making it up and it's like well how do you know 
you know? And this idea that, oh, everyone's just pretending they're whatever now. And it's like, what I find weird in terms of pulling that ladder up, what I find kind of hilarious is when you get people who are like vocally anti-trans and then are like the biggest David Bowie fans. <laughs> it's like people who are homophobic and then they're like the biggest fans of Queen and Elton John and stuff. It's mad. And, and, and I don't, David Bowie, I don't think, was trans. But just, do you know what I mean? The stuff he used to wear and dress up and it, it is that kind of like, oh no, you can't have that. No, you can't be that. No, no, you're wrong. No, they're right, but you're wrong. No, 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 no. You can't have that, sorry. Anyway, fucking hell, come on, mate. It just feels so, such an elitist thing. You know, we can be different. We can be special, but you can't. You can't, you know. Um. Wow. So there you go. I hope that um, is okay. As I say, I don't want to have a go at people, especially people I like and admire. I'm not here to, like, cancel them. I hate all that stuff. But I'm just... It made me quite wound up and angry you know I, I struggle with anger it's quite a common autistic thing apparently where you don't really know you're angry or you can't um vocalize you can't people say are you angry and you go no i'm not angry it's very hard to recognize it weirdly you can get irritated and like oh i'm annoyed but not angry but i guess i was quite angry and it's just quite sad it just made me think a lot, and I hope that's... Anyway, the reason I'm telling you this is that sometimes you just need that thing to propel you out, you know? I was thinking about Bob Dylan. He was refused, um, when he was starting out, refused at this hotel with his... He might have been with Joan Baez, and they, they didn't let him stay there because, you know, he, he looked too bohemian kind of thing. And that night he went and wrote The Ship Comes In, which is this furious... Um, a bit like if you know Pirate Jenny by um, Bertolt Brecht, uh, uh, which is about this this uh, a woman working in I think a brothel and she's looking at these rich guys and like one day we're gonna take over we're gonna you know we're gonna be back and we're gonna the pirate ship will appear and destroy you all kind of thing and and when the ship comes in it's very similar it's probably inspired by it uh, you know uh, it ends with like like Goliath they will be conquered ends with that line it's just pure pure rage and fury coming out of him and just because these people said sorry mate you can't stay in this hotel um but use it is what i'd say to get out of the planes of paralysis i'm not saying look around for a fight but just i guess by thinking what's got you into this place of paralysis and then maybe you can just let a thing come in that reminds you of your hero's journey that we're all on hero's journey such a wank thing in it but you know what i mean your story your path your discovery all life is discovery learning curiosity i did an acting class the other day wonderful i haven't done one for years and a lot of people with uh, a lot of my peers and stuff are a bit like kind of down on this acting class type idea you know in a kind of like you know god oh we're gonna to pretend to be a tree again all that kind of thing but i did it. it was fucking it was one of the best days i've had for ages keep curious keep listening keep learning keep finding keep back on your journey and sometimes if you need something to piss you off to do it it's good with all my shows that have gone well at some point someone normally my lovely producer of the shows not the podcast owen who i loved a bit so i've mentioned him before 
but he when I was doing the death of Anaman, they'd always get this point where I was like, right, it's done. I'm not doing it anymore. I'm not doing it anymore. And he comes to see a preview and he's like, yeah, no, I think keep going with that bit. I think maybe there's something more to look at that. And he'd be like, fuck you. I finished. It's over. Um, but he was right. He was always right. And it kept going. It kept going. It kept going. Um, and you kept finding more. You, me, <laughs> kept being more curious. And it ended up, you know, my, my most successful show. And, um, it was nice. It was lovely. So when these things get you, you know, when an automaton rejects you or um, someone puts some sort of quite broad, generalised thing which makes you question your whole identity and search for um, search for understanding of yourself, use it to wind you up and just propel you out of the planes of paralysis boots maybe the yeah, special magic boots boots of fury the boots of fury <laughs> uh watch dr strange again the other day baron mordo he jumps around on those boots <laughs> choop, choop, choop. it's great so use those things maybe they can get you out don't look for a fight i don't know how you find something that makes you angry when you think about it there's probably something there's probably something that has quashed you that's squashed you down um, like someone just being flippant or being cruel or just rejecting you or rejecting your identity and that's made you go and shrink like Ant-Man but not in a cool way but become like a little like and make you feel small and then flip it and go oh no it's not me fuck that fuck that person <laughs> shut up you know this is my hour that the ship comes in Maybe not now, but one day it will. <laughs> Great. Um, thanks so much for listening. Here is the goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to Into the Neuroverse with me, Colin Holt. You can find me on Twitter at Colin Holt, on Instagram at Colin Holt Comedy. You can support the podcast if you like it and want to keep it going. Money is the best way to keep things going. Go to patreon.com slash Colin Holt and you can pay me anything up to £1 billion a week. And I will happily take it. Any more than that is just greedy. A big thank you to at eyes on legs who did the music for this so find him on twitter and so on if you want to get him to do music for you at ed shots who did the original photograph thanks for listening thanks for all your support and please do uh, rate subscribe review and like wherever you can and i'll keep doing this as long as anyone's interested that could include myself i do lose interest very quickly also make sure you check out my website i am colinholt.com for all the latest news contact united agents if you want to book me for any gigs or acting work or dancing work i'm actually a very good dancer or anything like that or if you want to contact me direct it's colinholtcomedy at gmail.com thank you bye This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited edition skincare sets. 
Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes, while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. Go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide.